Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his pal, Dave Damashek. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast. Cousin Sal coming to you with his dear, dear pal, Dave Damashek. What's happening, Shek? Action-packed weekend, right? It really was personally and I guess professionally. If this is what our profession is, is watching other people do stuff. It was uh, yes. it was really loaded with, uh, I know you participated family style in some sports stuff. You blended your personal I had to. and professional lives. Yeah, I said it was action-packed. I'm like, let me get a piece of the action. It was Saturday morning, and I'm like, ah, oh, Mets Padres, that's a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour drive for night. But I have to see Jacob deGrom, right? I feel like I have to see him. Living on the West Coast, it's not easy to match up. The All right, when they come to see the Dodgers, maybe he'll be in the rotation. God forbid he's injured. I had to take that shot, Shaq. I had oh, to. Oh, yeah. Every year he pitches for the Mets, I have to go see it. So I did. I loaded the kids up. I bought some crappy seats, and uh, and there we were. And a, a very underrated ballpark. I know I've, I've been there oh, with yeah. you, but Petco, lots of fun. You remember uh, you have experiences at Petco? I know the you only like making time out I've- in every park. That's right. Yeah. No, the the um the only time I was there was in its um debut season along with you, as you mentioned there. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of incomplete. The background, the backdrop, um, you know, in the outfield and everything wasn't as um wasn't as solidified as it is as it is now. But yes, people swoon over that uh, ballpark. They did a nice there. job. Yeah, there's a like a nice skyline, kind of like uh, you'd have right. in your own your home uh, yard there in Pittsburgh there. I I like that. It's a little touristy, but I uh I did appreciate it, and I did appreciate seeing Jacob DeGrom. Seven innings, shutout ball, three hits, down to 0.62 ERA. This is through nine or ten starts. This is getting ridiculous, right? I mean, he is uh, almost half of Bob Gibson's ERA there. That's exactly right. I know. Hmm. Look, we're we're coming up on mid-June, and now Mm -hmm. this is, we're getting to the place where this is getting swoony, and we have to... Really celebrate it. And good for you for loading the kids up in the Mm. car and making them go and see a little bit of history. Eddie Spaghetti said on minus three last week that it it, that it's an honor to be to say that he saw Jacob DeGrom. I thought I thought that was maybe a little too far. No, I don't think so. An honor. Maybe not. But but either way, yes, I do. I I like (laughs) the spirit of you and Spaghetti and other people because I did make a point many moons ago when Cal Ripken was in the midst of his streak. He'd already moved from shortstop to third base. And I realized, oh, I've never I've never seen him during the streak. So I must go out and check him out. And so I did. Mm. Um, And yeah, this is this is getting to be one of those things where we get swept up in this, that and the other about we're cynical about what's going on with sports and everything. But we're looking at history, right, Sal? I mean. 0.62 0.62 and it's in the June. It's, it's insane. Getting, it, I mean, if he yeah. if he beats 1.12, I mean, but I, I'm bad at math. We're talking I mean, MVP. I mean, you get you get double oh, yeah. digit odds, like 10 to 1 odds or something on FanDuel. Let's check that for MVP for Degrom. I didn't even think about. It. I'm looking at Cy Young and it's plus 140 right in there. But and I did something, Dave, that I don't do. No, I've never done this. Like you know, you know how it is. You want to? I'm a fat slob, so I have to get food uh, within the first three or four innings. So what you want to do is you want to get up when your team, if you have to wait in a line and now they have monitors and everything, so it's not as bad, but if you have to wait in a concession line, you want to do it when your team is in the field, right? No, not the case with Jacob DeGrom. I want to go out there. I want to see him pitch. So when the Mets were up, 
I went to the concession stand in a 0-0 game. And what did they do? They hit two home runs in the fourth inning, Lindor being one of them. So I missed the actual offense of the game to watch DeGrom. Is that insanity or what? Uh, I it's it's an interesting uh, thing that you explain there, <laughs> yeah. but yes, I think that's the the way the way you got to do it. You're trying to look at the historical figure, so I think you do have to uh, have right. to miss the Metropolitan's abs in order to watch that history. Yeah, it's it's uh, crazy stuff, and there are things you have to do. Yes, when your team, when your star pitcher, when your per, uh, perhaps future Hall of Famer. Um, is on the hump out here on the West Coast. You got to go check him out, just as my sister Debbie, who, you know, I always see all the Star Wars movies with, Mm -hmm. she and her girls are out here. We went to the sea. We had to do that. It's not like whether you want to go to the sea or not is is immaterial. It's like it's a a response. The Pittsburgh Steelers are paying a visit to Los Angeles in November. Of course, me and Jean-Claude Van Damashek are going to pay a visit to to watch uh, the Steelers do it. Yes, good for you to do that. Well, that's a silly comparison. I mean, good for Debbie. I mean, yes, she has, when she comes out here, she should see it. But you're 35 minutes away from the ocean i mean for you to make your once a year pilgrimage to the to the westernmost part of the uh country like that that's crazy to me that you have to wait until she gets here like no well, no, no, no 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 we can't go to the ocean because debbie's not here yet the hell is no, that well listen here's the thing here like we say we have a lot going on we have nba playoffs we have nhl right. playoffs to mm-hmm. tend to um, on Friday, it was National Donut Day, and that, of course, required the announcement right. of the Shecky Award for Donut of the Year. And then, as you mentioned earlier, I, I did make my journey to the Pacific, and in a especially tumultuous era here, it's important that everybody do this if they're anywhere close to the Pacific. I, I shed my clothing, save a very skimpy uh, mm. pair of swim trunks, and I... I I dropped myself into the Pacific waters, and as usual, it felt frigid for seven. Very cold. Seven to 21 seconds thereabouts, and as always happens, the magical medicinal waters of the Pacific blended with my body temperature so that I could not see where my loins ended and the sea began. Uh, and I emerged after frolicking in the waves, of course, with, uh, with the little ones. I emerged from the shoreline, born anew, cleansed not just of the day's <laughs> soils, but all of society's ills. Wow. Ready. Just a that. new, A new Dave Damashek, yes. Ready to lose with all his bets once again, but otherwise yeah. purified. It's great, and I, I, I just don't understand. Well, I guess I do understand. The Pacific Ocean is gigantically huge, mm-hmm. and um, it doesn't, I'm telling you, I live by the beach, and it doesn't get north of 73 degrees here. Most days of the year, everyone's like, oh, it's delightful. Something. Yes, in the city, you'll hit 80s, you'll hit 90s. I'm telling you, we don't see 75 too much here, which means the ocean doesn't heat up as as vast as it is. It takes forever. So here we are in June and it is cold. It, it gets me crazy. We're closer to the equator than I was in New York in the Atlantic Ocean. And yet that was, you know, warm. I don't want to say bathwater, but in July, you can go in, you didn't have to freeze the first 10 seconds but you found it um it is weird glorious, it is weird right? I, I yeah i'm i know i'm with you completely listen uh dr dave's um you know uh prescription for you sal is beach football run it around real good work up a good That's lather right. till you just have nothing left until you can stagger to the shoreline and with your last step drop yourself into the water and let the waves and current do the rest. Do it. Maniac. Let that do all the work for you. That's what I would suggest to you. 
All right. Well, speaking of skimpy trunks, uh, Logan Paul, I think it was, ah, fought Floyd Mayweather last night. I don't, know, I, I don't even really want to talk too much about this. You know why? Because uh, boxing is out of its mind right now. And it might not even be the Paul's fault. It might be Mayweather's doing more than anything, you know, And I, but I don't even want to watch it. I know Jim Cunningham, he'll producer, watched it. He tweeted about it all night. Like, I don't want any part of it. It's falling apart. And it's like, it's like Charlie Sheen's like interviews towards the end of that crazy run. Like, oh, you got to turn on CNN. He's talking about the goddesses and he's talking about nectar. It's like, yeah, I don't want to say it. It's, it's, it's out of its mind. It's not right. And I'm, I don't want to be part of it. And the guy I'm supposed to be rooting for, I guess, Floyd Mayweather, is bragging about how much he made before the fight. He's like, I made $30 million before the fight. I'm like, oh, this is the asshole I'm rooting for to save boxing? No, I don't even want to do it. And then when I found out there were no judges, I'm like, okay, so this is going the distance. This is going to be nonsensical. And Floyd, just to keep his you know, undefeated record pristine, just doesn't have to get knocked out. And he won't knock out Paul because they want to keep the mystique going. I just... I hated it. I, I I don't know that you saw it. I hope you didn't. Do you have any thoughts on it? God no, sakes. I knew going in. I told you going in, I don't care for this sort of jive. You do have to maintain professional leagues and, um, you know, the, the, the sport of boxing has to protect, as you say, the mystique of itself. You can't mm. let people come in off the street because that's that should be the big concern is, uh, you know, I guess it's kind of like... Um, in uh, in the Joker, if uh, what if Joaquin Phoenix was really good at stand up? That's mm-hmm. that's a nightmare for professional stand ups. Like you cannot penetrate the bubble and just show. Oh yeah, all you have to do is try it, and there's a chance for it. It really does undermine the integrity of the sport. But here we are now. Now Logan Paul can and yeah, you're right. The specifics get people people don't focus on the specifics anymore. They just latch on the, the part of the story that they like. And that's what will happen here. The fact that there's like a 40, what was a 40 pound weight disparity, uh, height disparity and everything else makes it, you know, there's no, there's no right. ref for, you know, they're not judging the fight, but yeah, what you hear is like what the, the, uh, the crazy guy, the obnoxious guy took Floyd Mayweather, the distance now that's yeah. terrible. That's our guy Mayweather. We got to root for him. Or, or Paul. Are we supposed I, I, to do like disgusting. Rocky? Like when people are like Rocky, Logi, Logi, Logi. Uh, it's a know. terrible thing. It gets me sick. It really does. Like, I don't even love what like the zone does with uh, Canelo Alvarez. Like, all right, we're going to lock him up for 10 fights and he's not going to fight necessarily the best guys, but we've got to keep it going, you know, so to make the most money. So that you're you're competing against that. And I get it. Like challenging someone to a fight is old as time, right? Like you're not going to. <clears throat> you got a big mouth like Logan Paul. He's not going to say, all right, uh, Sid the Kid, let's go uh, penalty shots. We'll have a goal. We'll each have it, right? It's just challenging someone to a fight lends itself to boxing. I just hate that it's sanctioned by the number one boxing association because now we're going to see Floyd against despicable people like Spencer Pratt or Donald Trump Jr. And Floyd's going to eke out a win, but we'll see highlights and he'll stay undefeated because there's no judges. I hate it all. I hate well, every single like- bit of it. Maybe it's like people have always said, like, why don't we send our convicts over to fight the wars? Like, and then they made a whole movie about it, about super villains um, yeah. doing that. I think that's what I, that's another thing I didn't see. Um, but uh, yeah, the <laughs> Joker's girlfriend and everybody go over there and fight. I think that's what the premise of that. I don't. That I, was it. Anyhow. Yes, that was it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, but we don't, we don't, you want to get bogged down about those movies? I, I, cause I, I don't know what no, happened no, in those no. movies. 
Uh, we do on minus three, we do a little segment called punch up in which we, mm-hmm. we, we try to enhance the existing sports to make the sports world that we love even better. And we're literally um, punching down here with the boxing. But yeah, I know. Well, I, I mean, go, my, my fixes, my, my long time fix is you, you got to get rid of so many weight classes. First of all, it's too much to keep track of. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta slim down the actual weight classes so that they're only like maybe five divisions. But beyond that. We need some sort of overarching tournament. It's too, it's hard to follow. If you're in and out, if you're a casual boxing fan like I am, it's kind of hard to track. You need a proper tournament established, kind of bracket style that plays out of, I don't know, over 18 months or whatever, because obviously I can't throw guys into the ring every three weeks, but Mm. something to legitimize the sport a little bit and return it. Cause this, cause this rando, like I challenge you to a three o'clock fight in the alley and YouTubers yeah. and, and retired guys who and Floyd Mayweather, we said this when the flight fight was announced a few weeks ago or however, is I mean one thing you knew the conclusion wasn't going to be was a knockout. I mean Floyd Mayweather's right. never knocked anybody. He's not going to knock some guy who's forty pounds heavier than he is. And so yeah, he reacts. Ergo, He's a reactionary f- fighter anyway. Yeah, I, I, I will say about your sport. about your couple things there. I don't think you want to limit the weight classes because that's what happens in MMA. And you have men and women passing out on the scale. Like when you have to, when there's only five weights you can make, it's bad health wise. You can't, I mean, whatever, hmm. R- real sports, Brian Gumble, they go crazy on everything. Like this is the one thing I agree with. Like it, it's underreported how, how uh, the health ramifications of um, having so few weight classes. What I will say is in this, wait, let me, crazy, let me do, let, wait, hold on. Yes. Let, me do, let me do Brian. Let uh, me go do ahead. Brian, Write something down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he hates sports. So that's him. Weight, the weight classes. He literally, he's the only interviewer I've ever seen. I mean, people do it figuratively, but he's the only person who literally looks down at his yeah. subjects when he reviews them. Sometimes he'll take the glasses off and stare at you. Like you're, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's in his difficult period. Was that a difficult period? Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly right. Hates sports. How did he yeah. wind up doing this? I don't know how he did it. He and his entire panel of people, they all, what a, their, their, their mission in life is to make sports less enjoyable. Thank right. you for your contribution to society. And the other thing you said is, and, and Teddy Atlas came on, I think, against all odds uh, a few weeks ago. And I was like, what, what is it? I think, you know, I, I was bashing Don King or something. He's like, you know what? There was something to be said about Don King. When guy one guy was in charge, you saw the best matches over and over and over. There weren't so many forces. There weren't 17 forces. That's why Dana White gets the best match. Okay, wow, this is it. Oh, wow, he called him out. All right, that's going to happen in two months. You're going to see that. You saw that in UFC 261. He was called out on 263. You'll see them. Uh, you'll see it come to fruition. So there is something to one maniac being in charge of this whole thing and not two maniacs called Logan and Jake Paul being in charge because that's what it is right now. They're running boxing. Yeah, it's terrible. It, 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 I, I hear what you're saying, I, but it also then, when the more you allow these things to solidify, the more you have these events, we push back at them and then they just become the norm and right. the sport of boxing is, is you know, pres- I'm guessing is is on its way downhill. On the other hand, though, what if it expands the possibilities and fans can start participating in sports? I have said for mm-hmm. 18 years now, since like the first few f- first few years of the pirates and aptitude, and then people saying like, 
this beautiful ballpark, but who wants to go to it when the ownership isn't even spending? What if every ticket on the back of one ticket, like uh, like Wonka's factory, you get to play a position of your choosing? One half inning, you get pulled from the stands, like seat number <laughs> Row seven thirteen, you know, come on down, and you run down. You get the you get to play the hot corner. That don't mind it. That don't mind. I mean, that would make people go to the games. Sure, in the Pirates' case, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You get a little little seven year old girl playing third base. Why not? I think that's fun. I like that idea. Why not do it? Why not? The the Pauls have ruined everything. Uh, They haven't ruined the NBA yet, as far as I could tell. Yesterday, Hawks. Beat up on the Sixers. Well, didn't beat up on them. The Sixers came back. Furious comeback. But 128-124 final. Hawks lead 1-0. Clippers take game seven against Dallas. Marvelous series. 126-111. That wasn't the greatest. Clippers became the first of the home teams to win in seven games in that series. So lots of fun there. Now coming up tonight, Nets minus one. 236 is the over-under against the Bucks. Harden is out. So the Nets a very short favorite. Minus one at home. And the Suns, minus five at home, 221 over the Nuggets. What would you think of the uh, weekend action, Dave? I, uh, first of all, it's the, uh, there has never been an NBA playoffs. So uh, the, the star of these playoffs is, I don't know if it's the Grim Reaper. Is there an equivalent, an injury guy, like a Grim Reaper? Does he have like a a, a cousin who's a little less? Oh, yeah effective like he doesn't kill you but he but he you know he like you know brett brent achilles or something like that who comes in like injures you anyway brent achilles that, <laughs> is that what you said brent yeah, i don't yeah i don't know brent or something like that keith like he's not as good as the grim reaper he's, right, the, right, he's right. the main bad guy in the family yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but like somebody who's you know still like yeah hey, he, you know, he might take over when i when i go wonder if the grim reaper be funny if the Grim Reaper died. Now that would be ironic. But anyhow, yeah, we gotta get rid of him. Um, yeah. Um, but then, and that's when Brent. That's in, when the Brent era begins. In the meantime, he's busy injuring all these NBA players, and yeah. it really feels vaguely unsatisfying to me. I know the games have been really good, and so let's not get swept up uh, too much in that. For from all the um, exhilarating, um, it re- what it boils down to is it's all about the 30 footers now it's not it, it's funny how much i know uh, old news but how much the sport has changed and it really depends upon what what makes us swoon as fans is the guys like i can't believe he's he, he's uh, trey young can't can't be controlled he's hitting every 30 footer he throws up um but i don't uh, know about trey young with that i kind of think he it was, that was a breath of fresh air he takes it to the hoop and gets fouled yeah. or makes a basket i think it's the lucas step backs and all these other guys and the devin booker's hitting six with the. Uh, you know, before the first quarter even ends, which makes you think like, I don't even know what I'm looking at anymore with the three points. But it's, I feel like it's, I I feel like the, just there's a, there's a little bit underneath uh, uh, that makes me feel like, dang, these injuries are are ruining what we otherwise, you know, I like to what if everything. And so um, I can't help but what if this entire playoffs now, the Lakers are gone now. And now, by the way, the Clippers are going to go to the finals. Is that right? Is I that, don't know about that. that. Is that They're an underdog, underdog against the Jazz. The Nets are favored to win the whole thing at plus 160. Nets without Harden, at least for game two, I think for the series. I really don't think he's coming back. Jazz plus 310. They seem to be injury. For, oh, no. Well, they have Mike Conley on the show. Who knows? He's uh, quite. He's day-to-day. Clippers plus 460. Uh, Kawhi, as great as he's been, there's been talk about him holding back. Bucks plus 650. 
Then you got the Suns with uh, Chris Paul seems to be in a miraculous recovery, 10 to 1. Embiid, 14 to 1 in the Sixers. Don't know what kind of uh, what he's going to offer. And then you got the Hawks, 26 to 1, the Nuggets, 26 to 1. Just so, we, I mean, we just don't see, I, you know, we, we've talked about it endlessly here, but, you know, it's usually real chalky with the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. And this year is one of those anomalous years where it's kind of right. like, wow, it's going to be like, the Suns are going to go, you know, who, you know, who's going to win the title this year. It's weird. Some jazz team that most people, they can, they can, uh, pretend otherwise, but you know, most people don't know the, the Utah jazz. And it's, it's just tracking to be a weird season, especially when you had this LeBron AD borderline super team trying to repeat there. That was one storyline that was fascinating, blown up by injury. And now is that going to be, I mean, you know, the, year uh 37 of the process sixers if Embiid's need i mean it does look like maybe they figured something out by the way i do think that that's my takeaway i think that in spite of the hawks winning in philly my takeaway is i feel like the sixers are going to survive the hawks and get mm. to the finals as as we know. as as we forecasted right the, you, you don't agree no, i don't i like i liked atlanta in six to begin and I, I why wouldn't i like them after one win and so but it's dead even if you like that the sixers and hawks minus 108 both on fandle for that series and you brought up clippers utah utah minus 136 virtually even against the clippers plus 116 in that series. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, listen, I, I know uh, Commissioner Silver would probably rather step in the ring with Floyd Mayweather at this point than have uh, a Jazz Hawks final. But um, I, I kind of like watching these players now. I like Trey Young. I like Donovan Mitchell. I like all of them. I get it. Oh, I agree. Yes. If, we, if you lose the big three in the Nets, that's bad after losing Davis and after losing LeBron and Steph didn't even make the um, the final 16 or whatever you want to call this. But um, yeah, so that there's fun, even matchups the rest of the way. And if you like basketball, it's going to be a good time. But yeah, they are losing their stars uh, quickly, as as we know. Just it, it doesn't have to do with the practical matchups, but the narrative around the Clippers is not equivalent necessarily to the Cleveland Browns uh, a year ago. It felt like the Cleveland Browns um, needed to exercise demons of getting to the playoffs and winning a game and all of that. And you know, for uh, Babyface Joel keeping track there, there was no mention of what they did once they got to the playoffs in January, mm-hmm. who they played. I didn't mention anything about any of that. I just good, good, good. Cleveland. So that's it. Good. And I think that's good enough start. said. Clippers are different. They, it's not like they, this feels like they, they got that Steve Young when he won that Super Bowl finally and got the monkey off his back. This feels like that for the Clippers. This feels like, what they needed, I I know I'm sure Kawhi couldn't give a crap about like I I tell me about oh what what's your saddest memory for Clippers uh, over their many moons uh, of ineptitude like he'd be like I I I, I can I I'd be willing to bet that Kawhi Leonard has no idea who Loy Vot is um and neither does uh, anyone else besides you Sal and maybe even you don't yeah know who yeah, yeah. no is. I do I, I the saddest memory is when he's uh who was it Jordan now I can't remember DeAndre Jordan who who was hiding in the in the, his closet trying to <laughs> avoid calls like the, <laughs> that's from, right from the and so then they the all Dallas. have to go to his house Doc and uh who all yeah. went there yeah the, all the Blake and everybody went there to convince him and and he had signed 
Wait, he right. he signed with the Mavs, right? And what then they went that, there Joel? and like held him what hostage. There? Yes, yeah, they signed and uh, and they were all looking for him. Nobody, they said they actually locked him up, right? That and that is the single greatest moment in franchise history, which is sad. You you know you you don't want that as your high watermark as a as a franchise. But yes, yes. I felt like I know that fans do that way more. Uh, it, um, and players do not care at all. Like, hey, mm. is it is it weird to be on the Detroit Lions when you don't like? I I don't know. I wasn't alive in 1983. Right. What do I care what happened back then? But it does permeate and kind of in the same way that we say, like, the more Logan Paul wins fights or hangs in fights, the more it'll just become a part of the reality of the sport and it'll just wash over us. It is kind of whether players feel that or not, it does become a factor. If you're on the Cleveland Browns, you, that that has to weigh on your brain. If you're on the Clippers, like, are you ever going to get over the hump? Are you? Do you hate being little little brother to the Lakers and stuff? Even if they so have you no like idea them of over it. the map, I like, you like them plus like money it. over the map. Well, I'm just yes. saying they're only in the second round to say they're over the hump because the Lakers got injured and they took out uh, an inferior team in seven games. They're now playing the Jazz, the number one okay, team, Lakers team that moves fans. the ball. So you everybody like the Clippers. Else, yeah, everybody is a, has asterisked LeBron's title last year. So if yeah. uh, Lakers fans now want to asterisk anything the Clippers do here, so be it. I, I think that mm. uh, the Clippers do have a great chance now with the path kind of cleared by injuries and otherwise. I, I'm going to take the Clippers over the Jazz for the series. All right. That's fun. I have a pick for uh, tonight, and I think you have one for tonight, too. Same game parlay on FanDuel. Suns getting a half a point. Now, I've adjusted this, and I feel like barring injuries, all right, I, I was skeptical about Philly at home without Embiid, even though he played. He, he was going to be limited. The Suns seem to be as healthy as they're going to be right now, and everything else equal. I say take the game one home team just to win, you know, Jokic coming off a crazy long series against a Portland team that did not play defense. The Suns will play defense and will give them a fit, especially in the first game. So I'm parlaying, same game parlay, Suns plus a half, plus Aiton over nine and a half rebounds. Now, Harry is on this pick too. My buddy Harry from AAO. Uh, I so, heard and him, he's yeah. hit four. Yes, he's hit four in a row, so this is either good or bad, but... Eight and four of his last six, he's over nine and a half rebounds against Denver this year. He's at 11, 13, and 13. And against Denver over his career, he's averages 13 in seven games. So if you parlay eight and over nine and a half rebounds and the Suns to win, basically, you get plus 137 odds. What is your pick of the day Monday? Dave, we've not been good on this. I've, I think you've dragged me down a little. I think we've gone 0 for 4 with our last, I, oh, last week. I think we went 0 for 4. I, I like to avoid, I, I know that uh, our pal Kevin Hench at minus three, two, and I, I agree with him philosophically about when one team has a little more rest than another team, I, I don't know who is who momentum favors there. You don't know what the physical um, rehab of the team that's got a quick turnaround, like you mentioned, with the Nugs in a tough series, and this is a very different matchup now for them mm -hmm. going against the Suns. Um, over the course of the series, I do like the Suns because, and by the way, I talk about everybody just lobbing up 30 footers to, to win NBA titles. Um, this is as close as we're going to get to a really good, um, five on five, uh, you know, at the center spot in the, in the post. I know Joker doesn't play it that way necessarily, but this is as close as we're going to get to, um, 
four, I, not their two best players, but two major factors for both teams banging heads in the blocks right. in, in Jokic and Aiden. And I do like Aiden to at least offset Jokic largely. And that uh, makes sense then that the Suns would win the series. But um, my pick for tonight, I'm going to go, uh, I guess it's now up to 236. I don't know. I, I What I want, the, again, Brent, the, the injury guy, is ruining what mm-hmm. should be just a, a joyous se- best of seven. We can't have nice things, apparently. And, and and so we've been deprived of that. Hopefully, James Harden um, and that hammy are ready to go sooner rather than later. Still, though, I'm going over 236. I know they underdelivered. delivered uh, They combined to under-deliver in game one. Let's go. Let's have fun. Let's go over. These are two right. teams that aren't great defensive teams. They should be. Uh, you know, overflowing with points. Over the over in uh in the Nets okay. and Bucks are shame the devil. You went over seven and a half minutes in your uh explanation of picks. So over, let's go. Let's keep I don't it give going. a good goddamn. You know what? <laughs> I'll go take a, uh, another bath if you want. I go wash off your your stink and cynicism in do the it. sea again. Oh, I can go two back trips again. to the ocean in I'll one summer, uh, and, that's then, and then and Crazy. then the twenty twenty one Shecky Award donut. Uh, is of course the buttermilk. Maybe I'll uh, I'll celebrate my bath. I did with hear a that? Nice buttermilk. Doesn't that win three out of five? I mean, if you if you yeah. parlay buttermilk and any kind of apple, you're gonna win the Shecky. You're gonna win right for Shecky Award prediction for for donut and fruit every, almost every year, right? Now again, talking about cynics like yourself, people, mm-hmm. you know, the cynics say that's why. There's no wagering on the Shecky Awards because because uh, you know, it's fixed. It's, it's too yeah. it's too easy to fix, and you right, already right. know and everything. Like yeah. I, I can tell you, I can tell you deep in my balls, I mm-hmm. I do not know the answer until I sit down about thirty minutes before the announcement. I don't know, and then my and then I believe I it. get together. Then I get together with my heart and my gut, and we. We think it over and mm. we make our decisions then and there. And there's no gambling action that would sway me. I'm not, I'm not like that. I, I, I can't be spoiled like that. You know, I, the, the, I got it. But you're so ruining a it. Buttermilk. You're the Logan Paul of uh, nonsensical award shows. I think so. I don't I know what the hell the that way. means, but the buttermilk I think is, the, is the not the Logan Paul. I don't know what the hell. It was a, you I, know what? I, I have to think about it. But in in the biggest year for donuts, I would say during the pandemic where everyone just, well, most uh, well me. Yeah. Just what let it fly with the donuts and eating haphazard and supporting your local donut industry. Good for um, you. I just, yeah, well, good for me. But I, I don't know if you're being honest with the crowd just by going buttermilk. Maybe you should sit down more than a half hour before. Maybe it should be three hours before because you keep picking the same items over and over. Well, you understand, yeah. you understand that it is 365 of research. Don't you see that? Mm-hmm. What, what What is it that you can't grasp about this? I sit down and I, I put know. pen to paper to make it to, to formalize it. But it's it's devote. It's a devoted um, research. Well, unlike any other ends. award, I know the, the, the person giving the award knows the winner well in advance of a half hour before, you know, the, the winner leaving his mouth. Uh, right? But my so it's yeah, three sixty five. But you don't know what it is. A half in hour response before. to that, like, yeah, I, I, I my. I, I say back to that that I don't give a good goddamn what anybody right. else's process is. These are the gold That's standard fine. of awards, and so people can do whatever the hell they want. Nobody gives a good goddamn what they're no, up no. to. I know. I just question all the research and everything you, you claim to do when you don't yourself know like a half hour Who do hour you think you are? Who do you think you are to, to, to talk to me in this fashion? Now, all let right. me tell you something else. What I don't like 
I didn't like that National Donut Day also fell yeah. on National Cheese Day. Come on, come on. They, they uh, both it should deserve. have its own. I don't yeah. like. I don't like all these. Every, 365 days. Speaking of which, every day gets some whatever homage to whatever it is, stamps or whatever. Yeah, cheese and donuts on the same day. That's mm. wrong. I don't know. We're gonna. What, what's next? Halloween and Christmas on the same day. Yeah, and that's why. And then you're gonna be forced to give it to a cream cheese donut, and that's terrible. All that stuff. But listen, just move. Dave, move you, along. you don't understand anything. Go ahead. You have a dream of giving out phony awards. We've all had a different dream. Tie game, bottom of the ninth, bases loaded. FanDuel Sportsbook, you get more than one shot to swing for the fences because FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free. That's right. New users get up to $1,000 back in site credit. If your first bet doesn't win, that's insanity. And it only gets better from there. Check out FanDuel's new promo live every Tuesday, $5 Dinger Tuesday. That's tomorrow. Place a $25 or more wager on any player that home run on Tuesday. Get a $5 bonus in site credit for every home run in the game. Maximum $25. I am going to go with Fernando Tatis Jr. Now, we have that um, extra points staff draft with the futures odds. And I have Tatis to have the most home runs by All-Star game or by All-Star weekend. He has 17. I think he hits another one. All right, Eddie Spaghetti, give us a $5 dinger Tuesday. I think you've had success with this before. Your Yankees play the Twins on Tuesday. I think it's a not a great pitching matchup for their batters, but you like a, you like a dinger. You see a dinger in the Yankees' future either way. I do. Uh, yeah, Jordan Montgomery versus former Yankee great uh, Michael Pineda. Gleyber Torres has been hot as of late. He helped them score a couple runs in the Red Sox series, although the Yankees had a miserable series versus Boston. So I am going to say Gleyber Torres goes yard in this matchup. All right, there you go. If he does and you bet him, you're going to get 25 times the action. $5 gets you 125 Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up with promo code Extra Points to get in on the action. FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code Extra Points. What else we got? Oh, NFL. The Titans. Wait, wait, wait. wait but, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Football is your transition. It's mm-hmm. been fun watching Patriots fans tie themselves into knots. I think we can agree over the last year with Tom mm-hmm. Brady living in Florida and all that. Um, got to say an emerging pleasure of 2021 summertime as Yankees fans, isn't it? It's really like them belly aching and trying to explain. It's okay, but I hate the Red Sox. It's just as much, if not more. So it's, a, it's an unsatisfying <laughs> sweep for me. I don't know. But it is funny though. Like that, cause they can, they convince themselves of something that somehow mm-hmm. that, that they're on an equal playing field. It's like mm-hmm. you guys have every advantage. The Yankees have every advantage in their favor, and when they lose, it's really funny. Well, I will it's say the way they talk about things with the pitch out of the strike zone, spaghetti. You could hop back on here. Oh my god, the outrage of a now the umpire blew it. It was it was a little bit out of the strike zone, and he blew it. But it is so bang bang a ball strike call that to make. I mean, you would have thought there was a home run. Uh, it hit seven seven rows deep into the right field bleachers that they call the ground rule double that they said hit the top of the fence like. My God, they, they went absolutely nuts over that. Like, how about just don't get swept, Yankees? Don't leave it up to a, an umpire in the bottom of the night to make a, a split decision call on a ball that may or may or not have been outside. And it's only because ESPN shows the box, right? That we know that it was outside, right, Spaghetti? That's uh, 100% correct. Yeah, everyone, okay. even like national reporters are showing like the seven, the, the seventh pitch that a bad, like the one that was way <sighs> off. But but there, I mean, yes, b- baseball has a lot of problems. I think the umpires need to be held accountable and more than they are right now. 
but that doesn't really excuse how you know bad the Yankees have been. And there's been a lot of talk about they're going to move on from Cashman and Aaron Boone soon because people are saying like, oh, you know, George would be rolling in his grave right now, seeing how how you know how they're running the team. You know, oh, Showalter would have gotten thrown out, yeah. and uh, yeah. everybody would have gotten thrown out arguing the balls and strikes. And uh, yeah, it seemed to seemed a little bit much for just a pitch that was kind of outside. But who the hell could tell on first glance? Uh, it seemed like crossed most of the plate for a little bit of time. But we don't worry, Dave. It's football season. That's why we have to talk. <laughs> it's not really football season. Where are we? We're actually June, July, August, September. We're three months plus, right? We're, We're closer. less than 100 days. Yeah, We are now closer to football, to the new football season than we are to the last football season. Well, really? Right? So yeah. February to June, where we are now, is a longer distance than where we are June I think to by September. I think by a handful Couple of days, days, but still, I think we're a little bit closer to the next season than we are the last. And then you say the more we wake up, the the we'll be closer and closer even and further from the last one, right? That's how that. Yes, I, I okay. think that's how I think so. You're better at math than I am, though. I'll defer to you on that. The t- t- Run me this math. Who won this trade? Titans sign Julio Jones. They get a second and a fourth for Jones. Sorry, the Falcons get a second and a fourth for Jones. And a sixth. I think those fourth and sixth are 2023, but basically a second rounder. And then they're swapping 2023 um, fourth and sixth rounders. Falcons not is not doing anything betting wise, really. Falcons still seven and a half. The under is minus 120 for season victories. Titans nine. The over is minus 140 and they're minus 138 to make the playoffs. Dave, does this scare you? I think they're getting an older guy, 32 year old. Julio Jones, I have to crap on this because Clay Travis is a Titans fan. But here's my push. 32 years old, played nine games. Uh, the defense is the problem on that team. And he's only had two years with seven or more touchdowns in the last eight. What do you think? Well, yeah, if you're if you're looking for some hope to keep the Titans down for whatever reason, rooting interest or otherwise, you better hope Carson Wentz uh, bounces back to yeah. three years ago for him or else it, uh, the Titan will belong uh, the uh, divisional belong to the Titans. I do. I, you know, I, I get it completely that Julio Jones is, is a little older and everything still a second and some late round picks is, is what it takes to get him. And I think if you're a fan of a team that, that fancies itself as a borderline contender that your team didn't, wasn't willing. I, I, I always say it this, the, People are a little too precious with draft picks, especially beyond the first round picks. Just go through the percentages of how often these guys hit. It's worth the roll of the dice in the form of a second and a fourth and everything that they had to give up there to get a guy who's going to wind up in the Hall of Fame. And we do well, decide. But then, like, well, but he's, always your heard, thing, he's always hurt. Your, your thing is uh, that the receivers don't matter to Hall of Fame I know, and Super well, that's I, listen, I can hold a bunch of thoughts in my head. So, <laughs> I'll, right, I'll forget them, them four minutes later. But yes, the other side is, as as you point to, and I like to point out all the time, is Megatron, zero Super Bowl appearances. Julio Jones lost the Super Bowl. Antonio Brown, old and, and weird Antonio Brown, not prime AB. He got a Super Bowl. Larry Fitzgerald never won one. There's no, there's no correlate. Randy Moss, T.O. There's no correlation that having one of these guys on your team equals Lombardi Trophy. So yeah. everybody, the obsession with it, and it's fun to have one of those guys on your team. But there isn't ultimately a correlation between that 
and uh, ultimate glory. I, I don't know. I'd blame any of those guys for um, holding their teams back from the Super Bowl, but I, I do hear what you're saying. Um, I, I, to me, it's like he's a decent, he's a very good second receiver right now with Julio mm. Jones. And if you look at the stats in the last two years, they had Lockett, Christian Kirk. You're going to laugh, but touchdown-wise, Christian Kirk, Thielen, very own Michael Gallup, all comparable stats to uh, Julio Jones and what he did in in Atlanta with a better quarterback, Matt Ryan, I think, than Ryan Tannehill. But to me, it's that, I don't know, so minus 138 to make the playoffs. What are you saying? You're, they're competing with a team like your Steelers who are a little bit plus money to make the playoffs. Right now, June 7th, what do you say? Minus 138, do they make the playoffs, the Titans? Um. Well, of course, I'm not going to talk about the other team you mentioned there. Uh, yeah, you can't. Yeah. by Right. Paying off uh, the bet or the uh, what I owe you for the bet that I lost. Mm -hmm. um, the I, it, all I can think of is like like anybody else does when you see something like this is it's it, from a fantasy football perspective, kind of like eye on it. What are you going to do? A.J. Brown's out there on the other side. How's anybody going to cover both those guys and Derrick Henry? In the, the safeties are going to be it's a, it's a messy situation for the safeties and help safety and all that stuff. Yeah, um, I mean. In very simplistic terms, without uh, getting into formations or otherwise or personnel, if you put those two receivers on the field and you streak Julio Jones, what, like you say, the safeties are in a bind. How are mm. you going to stop Derrick Henry? Um, I know there's more well, to no it than that. Like you say, the defense no one stops him anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, I, I, man. I don't know. Are, are they now a force? Are they now? Are, are they in the top three of the AFC? I say no. No, um, come on. But I'll they do. This, I think. Got to take them to win the division, don't you? Uh, I don't know. I, I think they're like there. There are a few teams like this where they're like, oh, it doesn't matter if they have no defense; they're going to score forty. And the there are, th I think, three teams other than the Titans that are like this that are in the bottom third or bottom quarter defensively. Vikings, by the way. Some reason overrated defense, but if you look at the uh, or, or a well-known defense, you know, the Nell Hunter, all this, if you look at their numbers, they're in the bottom third of defenses. Um, but you would think they'd score in the 30s and 35 right there. Vikings, my Cowboys, the Chargers, even so. And I, I would have thrown the Falcons in there as well, but now they don't have Julio Jones. So I don't know what to make of that. Out of those three, four teams, how many make the playoffs? How many flip the switch? And how many does it matter that they're not um, making stops every game. I'm not sure. I think maybe two of them. I'm going to say they don't make the playoffs, though. I'm going to say they don't. Yes. So that I would have to take three wild card teams to to beat them out, right? If I'm saying they don't make the division, is that what I'm saying? Well, I I, I think the the X factor of of the entire AFC now is, and mm. and this is obviously before the Aaron Rodgers thing is resolved. Is Aaron right. Rodgers is he going to land in Denver? Huge. Um, what the holdup is, and I get like, ah, the Packers have no reason to trade him now. Just hold on to him till next spring. Except again, I not to go down this rabbit hole again because we can, we will talk about it a great deal, I'm sure, uh, through August. But uh, just imagine if Aaron Rodgers is in street clothes and Jordan and and Jordan Love stinks. Like that will not be that will not be a mm. um, position that the Packers can just sort of be like, pay no attention to the. A Hall of Famer in street clothes who's refusing to show up for us. Watch, watch the guy who we replaced him with not play well.
Like right, but not, I think I think the fans would blame Rodgers for that. I think that if they want to make if they they're pricks like Aaron Rodgers says this front office, then maybe they do make Aaron Rodgers sit out, and then you see Aaron Rodgers in street clothes or whatever you want, and then the team's worse. And like, all right, we'll take that for a year just so that we can make him the bad guy. I just wonder if that factors in. What if Jordan all. Love's great? What if Jordan Love? Is well, then kind it of works like, out. What if it's yeah. like a Mac Jones replacing Tua thing, yeah, yeah. where it's like, oh my goodness. It wasn't the it wasn't the the individual talent. It was the quality mm-hmm. of what we've built around him. And now Aaron Rodgers, like, oh, now we're not going to get anything for him in a trade, right? Or we're not going to get out not anything for him, but we're not going to get as much for him as we would have gotten had we dealt him prior to the twenty twenty one yeah. season. Anyway, well, what there's we're a lot. About? Ryan well, Tannehill. Well, we're saying yes, we're saying so. But if Aaron Rodgers ends up with Denver, that minus one thirty eight to make the playoffs ends up being, I don't know, minus one fifteen, minus one twenty, because you have. You could have Denver. You could have the Chargers. I'm assuming, I know you like the Chargers to win the division. Let's yes. say the Chiefs win the division. Could be Denver. Could be the Chargers and even either the Browns or the Ravens who doesn't win that division. Your Steelers are up there. So many wild card teams. We still don't know what's going to be with the uh, AFC East as well. I think Buffalo wins that division, but some, maybe I, Miami I, emerges as a playoff team. I don't think minus 138 is a good number for the Titans to make the playoffs. To make the playoffs, I, I yeah, I don't. I, it, it's not juice I, you know I, I i react to shiny keys like i like those big mm-hmm. numbers and and long odds and that's why uh um you know the sports book the sports books exist because of people like me um but the um i think that the the big x fact uh, you, you hinted at it there with the bills i think we've just decided that the bills are world beaters and i do like them a lot but i i will not be surprised and i'm i'm Coming closer and closer to saying that the Dolphins might uh, might steal that division, oh. but the X factor of the AFC is is the Patriots. What are they going to be? Are they are they going to contend for a playoff spot? If they if they're going to take up a playoff spot, which they very well might. I mean, we all these things that we've hung our hats on, like well, you can't take a year away from football. What if you can? And what if that defense comes back and is really really good? Doesn't have to be number one in the NFL anymore. But you know, what if it's a really va- a very good defense? And Cam with a, an offense that now suits him with the two tight ends out there, man. That's I don't know. Are they are they going to beat the Bills once and the Dolphins once and you know and, and split with them and be a factor and get to ten and go ten and seven and be in the mix? It's just the 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 big thing is the AFC is so stinking loaded. It's crazy. Sure. It's crazy how how many good teams there are. In uh, in the I think I, I, what I've done is I've made an opinion on probably about twenty four of the thirty two teams now, and I think like uh, that's good for June. I mean, whatever, I'll be wrong about eighteen of them anyway. But uh, the Patriots are one of those teams that I'm going to wait. I want I need to wait. I need to wait, and so I don't know what I'm waiting for. But even Kevin Hench, I listen on minus three. He says, "What are what's their over under nine wins?" He's like, "That's right, that's right, that's right in there." And you talk about all these teams, Patriots, uh, Steelers. Titans all around nine wins. You have to decide who's going to emerge. I want to wait and see. They they like what they see out of Mac Jones. What when I once thought that there was no way he was going to unseat Cam Newton. You know that's just not Belichick's way, right? In the preseason to do that, it's just not enough time. Now everybody loves Mac Jones, including the personnel there in New England. So I'm, well, it's a, wait and, and, and see for the Patriots. Right. It's a well, but it's also not a, like a Bledsoe Brady dynamic there. They're two different guys with the way Cam right. w- wins games versus the way Mac Jones does. So you better make a decision sooner rather than later. I guess maybe you don't have to, mm-hmm. uh, applying the Sean Payton formula 
Um, by the way, now that the wheels are off and we're talking pro football and forecasting, I, I, I would like to share my newest bold prediction for the 2021 season. Yeah. New Orleans Saints will win the NFC South this year. I'm sorry, Tom Brady. It's uh, uh, Jameis and company. They're going to win that division this year. And the Panthers are going to be better than I think a lot of people expect to. Really? So what, the yes. Tampa Bay win any games? Well, I think they'll win some. But I think that the... Uh, <laughs> And the Rams are going to be good. And then after that, like, I don't know. Well, it's really hard to figure out I, what's going to be. Yeah. The I mean, Packers, I, if they have Rodgers, I guess, but we don't know if they're going to have Aaron Rodgers. I so. like the Falcons in that division to, uh, to, to, did you hear my noise. other one? Did you hear my other one? What did because you say? I make fun of the Yankees and I hate on the, the blue shirts and people. Yeah. Think I don't like any New York City team. It's not, I dislike them, although I do hate the Islanders and I resent the Yankees. Um, but, the great news is for New York sports fans, I have decided, Sal, I'm sorry for your ears. You might want to plug your ears. I know you like I think the Giants. I heard The Giants, that. I think, yeah. are going to win the division. I think the yeah. Giants are going to win that division now. I know you do. I know. I, th I think that Bar. I mean, you would not say that if you if you thought Barkley was going to play nine games, right? Saquon Barkley finally catching a break from Brent. Um, yes, I do think that uh, Saquon, if he gets, I don't think Brent season, has any. I think Brent, the grim uh, injury reaper, just fold, fold his arms and watch Barkley. Like that hench brought, broke it down great. Like he just does too much to his body, just just drives his right. body into the ground, kind of thing. So um, yeah, not, I know, not but really, Russell not really Westbrook. Fluke, not seeing a lot of fluke injuries out of Barkley is what I'm saying. Russell Westbrook is a is a cross sport. Uh, analogy that I'll make there. Remember, mm -hmm. there was a time when Russell Westbrook was like, "Well, he can't. He 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 rings his body too hard to to sustain that kind of play for many many years." And here we are, what a decade. Remember that when when it was like Russell Westbrook just can't play this way. He's like, yeah, right. He's like Derrick Rose. They just go too hard at the rim. They're not built for that. And some guy, you know, it's a Frank Gore thing. Just because we've decided that Fred Taylor is injury prone in the first half of his career. Uh, maybe Saquon catches a break. He'll he'll uh, he'll play. We'll or if see. not, you'll Lot just go sign Levy. You'll you'll sign Levy and Bell, and it'll be the same thing. I know Either they got to. Yeah, that'll be fun. Just, just all over. It's New York's problem now. Um, right. Yeah, I just uh, I, I don't know. I don't trust it. We'll have so much time to talk about that. You know, oh, I screwed up. Though. I love we, it. I love it. I screwed it. up with the basketball. We got to go back to basketball because Crown Let's Royal Dave believes Crown Royal believes being a royal fan during the playoffs means staying safe generously supporting your community and drinking responsibly while rooting on your team. That is how to be a crown on the court. This week, my crown on the court award goes to the Atlanta Hawks. Yes, they take a 1-0 lead against Philadelphia. Trey Young has been fantastic. He is, the turnovers are down to nothing. I don't know, they're, they're not guarding him right. I, it might be different if you got Ben Simmons on him for game two and forward. Or maybe the 6'10 guy, maybe he'll get in foul trouble early. It'll backfire. But it's not just Trey Young. It's John Collins. It's Clint Capella with 10 rebounds. Down low, doing some wonders with Embiid, a little shaky there. Bogdanovich, 21 points, five threes. I really, really, really like this Atlanta Hawks team. And the NBA, I don't think, wants them in the conference semifinals. But I think that's exactly where they're going to end up. They win my crown on the court award. Dave, who's yours? Well, the, yeah, let's see what Embiid's knee does. That's really what decides that series as far as I'm concerned. I'm going to go, I'm going to look back a little bit here just uh, by a day or so and uh, tip a hat to the Dallas Mavericks or should I tip my hat to Luka 
who now suddenly is the latest guy who we as a society, this is a new trend that we have here that we have to pity any good player who doesn't, uh, who's eliminated from the playoffs. This isn't right uh, that this guy isn't right. Like Dame Lillard a week before. Uh, how Dame, the foot, the basketball gods aren't treating him right by letting him be on that team. So let's uh, tip our hat as uh, the Mavs go into their offseason. Shame the devil, Mark Cuban. You better help Luka or the momentum to get him out of Dallas is going to be too much for you to bear. and You're going to have to reboot and and deal away Luka. And, and I guess what we're really tipping our hat to is, once again, to the big three of the Celtics and LeBron and Tom Brady, who went down to Tampa and everything else. Player level, organizing, team building, and everything else. That's what the, the, the sports world is going to. Certainly the NBA is. And don't be surprised if you end up losing Luka because shame the devil, he he isn't destined to win the title well, in 2022. Wait a minute. This is the you're not only tipping your hat or cap as it is, you're giving the crown to Luca, who lost. You're giving him a crown on the court. Yeah, you're crowning yeah. him. It he's doesn't good, seem to but, make but, sense to me. Because since he's not going to win the title, and now we all have to lament. Like, I, you know, so you got to give him a the, crown. The, the inability for us to accept that every that, that there's only one title given at the end of every professional sports season. Is it, it? It's crazy to me. The, the it's funny. I am not one of those. Oh, I, our society stinks because of participation trophies. I think it's nice to validate people, especially kids and everything else. But it is kind of an offshoot of that. That everybody like. I know Deshaun Watson is now a weird one, but three, four months ago, that was the thing. Like, poor, De- we got to get Deshaun out of there. Like, yeah. Every guy doesn't get to win the... That's why it's fun. That's why it's fascinating. Yeah. And that's why the stakes are so great. And that's why we swoon when Tom Brady does it in the big games. And uh, Michael Jordan uh, comes through in, in the clutch. And Mario Lemieux comes through in the in the Stanley Cup final. Almost a Pittsburgh mention there. Well, uh, but I, it wasn't, I, that, that kind of counts. That, that kind of no, counts. Because I, I, I don't think it does. I don't because think that we're talking... No, but think about it. Think think about it. it We're talking crowning an achievement that happened this weekend in basketball, and you brought up a hockey player who hasn't been relevant. You know what? I'm putting the crown. King Lemieux, the greatest of all. A little weird. There you go. Anyway, my point is. It's no, we got your win. point. We got your point. It, you got it's the It's hard to win. Yes, it's hard to win a title. That's why it, That's why it's fun. Like this thing, like, well, what are we going to do? Luca can't be on a team that yeah. doesn't win. Uh, yeah, a lot of guys are on teams that aren't going to end up winning I, I don't title. think, uh, I don't I don't say, oh, my God, get Dame out of there. Portland's treating him poorly. But I expect it now. I expect him yes, to go somewhere else. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Right. I, definitely, I don't think that that has to be. Like, he has to move on. This is so unfair. My God, this is what a pitiful career this would be. But we saw James Harden on the, he flipped on a dime. The Rockets were screwed because he wanted to be traded. He demanded to be traded. It's not like football. It's not like anything else. You could kind of do this. So Mark Cuban has a decision. Does he let Luca go eventually? Cause Luca's going to want to play with LeBron or somebody else or Steph or wherever he ends up being, or do you offer like Kawhi Leonard, one of your businesses in like uh Estonia or something, you know, some, somewhat that we don't know about and then get him to come play for da- uh, Dallas. So that's that's something that none of the other sports really deal with. Right. The, the individualism of a single player. No, uh, I disagree. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Anyway, yes, I, I. So anyway, that that entire sort of dynamic that we were completely unawares of. Uh, yeah. 15 years ago is now everywhere. And I don't think it's just the NBA witness uh, Tom Brady. Like we talk about, he, he basically built the super team down there in Tampa 
and let's see what Aaron Rodgers can do. And the will of Russell Wilson up there in Seattle is, right. uh, you know, is a factor in what he wants. And we'll see. I don't think Rodgers and Wilson have as much power as a James Harden in their respective uh, sport. But we'll see. Let's we'll see. see what happens. Let's see in this high see. stakes uh, uh, poker against uh, Gutenkunst, who emerges victorious. Yep. The good news is Luca now and the Dallas Mavericks have a crown to go along with their uh, see? no title this year. Uh, hey, crown your game day this playoff season and be sure to hydrate and drink responsibly. All right, what else do we have? Oh, the golf. We should talk about the golf. Patrick Cantlay, uh, he was 20 to 1 odds coming in to win the Memorial Tournament, and he did it. He needed OT against Colin Morikawa. That was exciting. But the big news is the day before, John Rahm was at minus 18. Minus 18. What do you have, like a six-stroke league? Something crazy. Yes, yeah, so it was six-stroke league. And was forced to withdraw because of COVID-19. And they told him, they broke the news to him on the course after 18. He goes down to his knees. Um, FanDuel, I will say, gave back the money. Actually paid out John Rahm winners. And I liked it better when the books didn't reimburse or pay out the scandalous result. It was more fun that way. It, was, it led to more screaming. Now we're just paying everyone. I mean, good job by you, FanDuel, because he was going to win that whole thing. But... I don't know what to think about this because I initially heard that only the players who weren't vaccinated test were tested, but now they're not proving that. I'm not sure if that's true or if he was vaccinated. If he wasn't vaccinated, chose not to be vaccinated, and he lost out on $1.7 million, it's like, well, there you go. But uh, if he was vaccinated, that kind of really, really sucks. And then you think, well, why didn't they let him play alone? And why did Cantlay and Morikawa get to play since with the contract contact tracing, if they played with him in the morning and afternoon, respectively, the day before? There's so much going on. I don't know what to think about this, but that's a lot of money to lose out on if you weren't vaccinated, right? Like now, now you're making me, he's going to make probably 80, $90 million in his career, John Rom. But that's a good chunk, two out of 80 or 90. You're, you're, you're talking a good, decent percentage. If he I don't know. Vaccinated. I don't know who we're. Yeah. And I'm not positive. I'm not saying I don't feel bad for any, but I'm not sure who to feel bad for, or who to point mm. the finger at and who is, if Rom is being wronged here. I, it, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's minus. It is funny that it's minus 18. So Rom minus 18 COVID minus 19. Yeah. That, that ends up winning the whole thing. He found um, out on the 18th that he had the 19. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Very right. Strange. Um, I'm it's the thing that it hits me is like the reason I feel like if this were six months ago, there would be Mm -hmm. more people sort of like if he didn't get vaccinated, then then he shouldn't be allowed to do it. But now I think we've we've kind of reached this place in society, you know, in in June 2021, where we're kind of like we're kind of getting past it. And so now it feels it it feels especially um, not like a jinx or whatever, but but. COVID took down as ch- has changed the results of a, it feels very 2020 point. to me. That, well, you know, it, I don't it, know. It, it I makes feel you like, think, like what, what they have done play this? is what a lot of people, a lot of people feel like right now, what they wouldn't have felt six months ago, which is basically, ah, let him play. If, ah, yeah. He's not going to get it. They're, they're outside. I think that's kind of our mindset now. And I don't know if that's the right. Well, and again, I don't know. Like I, I was told that I, I read everything I read said they're only testing players who can't prove that they were vaccinated. And if that's the case, like they're like, all right, we're putting our foot down. There you go. You're going to lose a lot of money. No, you're not playing alone. 
that messes up everything. We're not we're not doing that for everybody because then we have to do it for everybody, and we're gonna have fourteen hour um, Sundays. Uh, so there you go. There's a decision you have to make. And I'm also reading that a lot of golfers aren't vaccinated. So this is going to be interesting. I don't know. Would they have done this to Phil two weeks ago? I mean, how crazy would that be if he's Ooh. on top of the PGA championship or do they hide it? That's another now, thing. I think they lose. Uh, yeah. I Listen, sorry to be uh, a cynic uh, PGA, but yes, I do suspect that maybe those uh, results would have gotten lost. If, yeah. <laughs> Phil Mickelson. What if that happened on Saturday night? I could see down? it too. I yeah. could see it too. I definitely could. All right. We got to talk hockey That's real quick. I, I see this is going to be tough for you to not violate your um, agreement to not discuss Pittsburgh sports for two weeks, which amounts to four podcasts here. But the Isles Bruins tonight, Isles battle back to tie it 2-2. This is as big a line as you're going to see in, in the playoffs um, going forward, I think. Bruins minus 184 to win game five, almost a two-to-one favorite. Isles plus 154 on the take back, five and a half is the over-under. I hate to say it as an Islanders fan, but I think Bruins in the 60-minute line at minus 111 is the way to go, right? They have to come out on fire. People don't care about hockey. So yeah. <laughs> All right. We can move on. I don't mind moving on. That's fine. We, have we mentioned the Red Sox sweeping the Yankees. I just talked uh, Major League Baseball. Sox are again, just to show you how wacky the odds are and how I think this this speaks to how long the baseball season is, really. The Sox are one game out in the AL East. They're behind the uh, Rays, and they're four to one odds to win the AL East. The Yanks are six and a half games out in first place, a uh, first place, and they're plus one seventy five. So that basically means we have a lot of baseball to go, Dave. Right? Yeah, but what's weird about the one sixty two that we sit through, and you know, that's mm -hmm. always the counsel of every savvy manager is you can't get too high, can't get too low, one game at a time, all that kind of stuff. Why do the Red Sox Yankees games all take seven and a half hours to play? Do the players take them more seriously? Are they more important to them? That's what I have to. That's my takeaway is, oh, no, it's just another team. It's another series for us. I do think, as I said earlier, I think that the all the attention to Boston versus New York and all that stuff has whether the players would concede as much or not has permeated their brains to the extent that they that they feel that the games are more important ergo yeah. they take a little more time they step out of the batter's box a little more and so on and so forth well there's Every, a lot of slugging the over under is usually higher in those games than it is although i think the friday game went under um yesterday ago it was 4-4 yesterday might have gone oh no it was end up being 6-4 yeah, so that I think went over, uh, but needed extra extra frames to do so. Yeah, I, I will say, being at that Mets-Padres game, and I had noticed this uh, two years ago, too, there's a clock. You know there's a clock between pitches now. There's a 30-second mm -hmm. clock, and I love this is my new favorite stupid thing to go crazy. I go crazy um, about the third-base coach not being in the box because they're always a couple feet outside the right. box, uh -huh. and I scream about, I'm like, yeah, come on up, he's not even in the box. Get him in the box. And people look at me like I'm a nut. And yeah. my new thing, let's because get third it, base seats and just and just make that make that a nine inning cause. It like get even get the whole section. People people waste their time trying to get everybody else to do the wave. We can we can try to get our right. whole section to just to just get on the ump. Like what are you doing if you're not going to call them on that? I scream That's about it. There's, there's, there's not even anyone on base, and I'm screaming about it. But now the other thing is this clock. 
nothing is more disregarded than that, except for now this clock, this 30 second clock, which the pitchers are never throwing the ball on time. Like they'll be like, and I'll be counting down loudly. Five, four, three. He's not even on the mound yet. What are you doing? What is the purpose of this clock? If we're not even keeping track of it. Come on. But you got to look at the clock. And let me tell you something. There, th- those, that's those. There are a couple of good ones with that that are disregarded rules. The clock. Is so I stupid. am sure yeah. that in the NBA it happens multiple times a game that the ball is inbounded after a, a basket with the guy's foot on one the foot baseline. on on the court. There, yes, yes, yes. There's, yes. A, I mean, like that happens all the time. It's like, why, why is that not called? Yeah. Why would you not? Why is that something that you disregard? One, and yeah. uh, the other one is. Is the play clock in football? It makes me crazy. Like we're we're so precise. Right. Because you have the you have the old men stretching out the chain things, which is also imprecise. But then that but then the play clock is like it's plainly at zeros before the ball snap. Why right. don't they call that? It makes me crazy. Right. 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 The well, I wonder if there'll be a time where we will see even the play clock in the, the play clock in baseball on the side. Will we have it as a graphic? Like uh, because Degrom threw seven innings, three hit ball. They shut out the Padres, and that game was three hours and twenty five minutes. That's crazy. That right? That should be like a two fifteen kind of game. I yeah, yeah. It's like, oh man, this is this is nuts. And by the way, I, I got to say, say no, no better experience than San Diego. We we stayed in the uh, is it the Omni Hotel that has a bridge that connects right to the field? Like we were out of the ballpark, and the kids were in bed twenty minutes later. Wow. That was the best. I mean, there's no better deal than that. It's like, all right, kids, there you go. We'll see you in the I morning. I mean, I wish it's if only I could, you know what? Can I call on Joel to explain a better game day experience or at least uh equivalent one? I, I wish try. I could, but yeah. I'm prevented from it. But there is oh, like, no, a, no, for no, some no. reason yeah, he no. hates to talk about it, but there is a bridge in a city known for its We'll let bridges. Joel talk Most about bridges. it. You're not allowed. You could sit there I'm and I'm not nod. talking. I'm just saying that's why I called on you, Joel to do it. You could sit there I and nod believe- if you want. I believe Dave is talking about the Roberto Clemente Bridge. When you're walking across it, you get a Pepe's Hoagie, I believe, and you can get a bag of peanuts. And you're walking over this beautiful bridge right into, uh, I believe it's called PNC Park now, unless it's uh, they've sold the name rights. Mm. If I could, if I could say the only. Peppies, if I had ever been there and had a Peppy's Hoagie and said it's good, I still say. If I could, ref- there's. I mean, I don't know market. how this doesn't. Vi- it's not about because I'm, I'm responding. I was fine to him telling the story, but now you're just. I don't. It would be nice if we could left it up to chance. Like, was is this what he's talking about? Maybe he's nodding, but you never really know. I've never heard a. He, he also might have been talking about Camden Yards. <laughs> it might have been Camden Yards. I don't okay. Know. All right. Well, that leads us to our good point, bad point section, where uh, Joel is going to review the hour and give us what he thinks was the good the goodest of the extra points. And Jim is going to give us the bad news where he thinks we uh, swung and missed. Joel? Sal, you brought up a, a great point about the Shecky Awards and Dave needing to, you, you should be, at least have 50 donuts. But uh, I'm actually going to give Dave my good point of the day for the Clippers getting over the hump, even though it's the first round. He's right. Kawhi Leonard wasn't around for Benoit Benjamin and Michael Candy, but he, he certainly was there last year when they blew a 3-1 lead to the Nuggets. And mm. uh, I think Kawhi turned it on in game six, especially. And I like him. I like him in the series. 
Dave, thank you for acknowledging that. Mm, Oluwakande. Speaking of, uh, I, I, I do want to say this and try to think about this. Over under how many donuts you consumed in 2000. So now this is the, this would be June 2020 to June 2021. Is that the year we're going off of here? I'm going to put the over under at, um, I'm not going to say an entire donut in order to make a, uh, educated uh, opinion. I think you could take a couple of bites. Uh, you, I think you took at least a couple of bites of 31 and a half donuts. Yeah. Well, that, that, as I do as a good parent, I, uh, I learned this trick from uh, Mo Damashek, you know, mm -hmm. with milkshakes, Mo Damashek always mm -hmm. would say before you do that, like it'd be yeah. a shame if the milkshake experience was spoiled by it being poisoned and it killed you. So I better taste <laughs> it first. And so she would always drink the milkshake as part of the milkshake first. Same thing. I just got a taste test to make sure the donuts are it's up good. to snuff. So it's good I've parenting. Had, it's good. It's a good plan for pre-diabetes. It's good for all that stuff. But yeah, what? We, so how many? We donut. We we donut it. I would say I don't want to say every. I, let's say we donut it thirty weekends annually. So that's mm -hmm. times four, whatever. You know. So so like yeah. So I I, I donut. It I've oh. probably had a hundred I've had a hundred plus bites of donut and and I've had and I don't get into this jive just for the record. People are like you've clearly never had a donut from the circle house in Topeka. And when they when they glaze them up, it, I, I'm talking about universal donuts, everybody. I'm talking about mm -hmm. powdered sugar. I'm talking about cinnamon. I'm talking about buttermilk. I'm talking about old fashioned. I'm talking about cherry. Well, I think you're limiting yourself then. I think you have to try specific from specific stores. I don't think you could, because why would the powdered sugar cinnamon be any worse or better in 2016 to 2020? Because, what? you know, it's a little bit of pushback on my ongoing war against uh Krispy Kreme. This it's it, it, I know you don't way, like that, but you invalidate well, because, the whole thing. Because, because you know what the 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 Brooklyn Nets mm -hmm. are are becoming for me, unfortunately, they're becoming Krispy Kreme for me. It's like there are too many conditions on the Krispy Kreme. It's the best donut. You got it's the best donut in the world. Oh, oh before you have it though. Is it warm? Uh, mm. Did you did you get it two and a half minutes ago? Because if it's past two, uh, then you can't then you can't. Oh, you brought it home. Now it's not good anymore. Now it's also the Rays kind, right? With the glass. Too many too many conditions. Same thing with the Brooklyn Nets. Like was James Harden? What's up with it? With was his hamstring? Is oh, is Kyrie? Right. Was what's he worried about? Not uh, like well, too many. Are they great? Or are they not great? They're, it's Krispy Kreme. Don't listen to the jive. Go get yourself a nice buttermilk at Dunkin Donuts and uh and thank me later. Okay. What temperature should the buttermilk be? Does it matter? That's what that's the point. No, it doesn't matter. Okay. Sal. That doesn't matter. All right. And there's no neither butter nor milk in there. But all right, Jim, what are you thinking? And then go clean your sticky hands in the sea. Worst worst point, Jim. You guys talked a lot of crap about this Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather. Oh yeah, I, I meant to dream, I meant to bring you in, Jim. Are right, you give us the worst point, and then I want to hear your assessment. It's fine. I was just gonna say, do you not like things like there was a lovely show called The Man Show where Adam Carolla mm -hmm. went and played against the Raiders and things like that? It's fine. It was. It was see, The Man Show was all tongue in cheek, Jim. I don't expect you to understand nuance, but almost all of it was all tongue in cheek. Adam didn't think he was gonna make a team, and Adam didn't. Uh, didn't threaten the integrity of the NFL, which is still standing and better than ever. But um, okay, I'll, I'll take <laughs> point, of fact, point. point of fact. Point of fact. Mr. Sound. Cotter playing poker. Mr. Who? Mr. Cotter. Mr. Cotter playing poker. Did that piss you off? 
I get it. Yeah. I mean, yes, I, I was that's in there. bad. Like that. I yeah. said that to you a month ago. I said that a month. Yes, that's bad for poker. Like this thing of like, oh, the grand tournament. Like Mr. Cotter cannot win it and feel like this is a, a game of skill. You, it, it ruins. That's exactly I get what it. Logan yes, Paul but, is doing. But for the most point, there are there are great poker tournaments with all the stars, all the, the big money winners all year long. This is the biggest boxing event of the year. That's the difference. Like there, there's nowhere to go with boxing anywhere else from here, right? I mean, there's supposed to be there's some big fights coming up. Lomachenko fights this summer. There's some some good ones. Uh, but that said, this is going to be the most remembered. It, it makes me sick. Jim, what do you well, think? It of the makes fight? you feel better. The yeah, fight was sorry. horrible. So of course it was. Of course <laughs> it went you, the distance. But, it, and but it was you horrible. did get to see Mayweather be on the offensive, which was weird. Does he actually go after someone too? Not until like the fifth round. From what I read, I swear to God, I swear to God, I didn't see a frame of it. But from what I read, he didn't really turn it on until halfway through the fight or something. Yeah, once uh, Logan Paul was a little tired. But it, but it's the it really the blame. I and mean, there's nothing you can do. Again, like we I keep talking about the the player level kind of decision making, you know, and and doing away with the the traditional decision makers. But you know what? It, well, sanctioned fight or otherwise, what are you going to do? But it's bad for the sport for Floyd, mm. Floyd Mayweather to participate, knowing going in, he never knocks anybody. He's not going to knock out this guy. I know either. So it's we bad. Have one like, guy what you need just, is for somebody to knock him cold. He just doesn't write exactly. That would be different, right? Right. Which makes me think like Mayweather is worse for boxing than the than the Pauls are. Because right. He's like exactly. He has a chance to end this nonsense, and he doesn't. Or or he has the the skills at least to do it. And he won't do it because he wants to keep making $300 million. But anyway. uh, we, I mean, a major, a major decision in boxing history was letting, I know a needless tag to the end of the show, but that's my thing to do that, um, mm. is Sugar Ray getting the decision over Marvelous Marvin Hagler, even though he never hurt him. That was like, I was a, remember how big a deal that was? It was like, Hagler obviously won the fight, but... Sugar Ray pointed him. Oh, uh, the pity pal. You know, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just kept uh, touching, uh, like touching uh, him on the head, counted. Right. I was like, he's not hurting him. What's the point yeah, of the sport that. if that's what it is? But that that uh, made way for the Floyd Mayweathers of the world doing it that way. And it's un and now in some weird uh, labyrinthian path, we've we've landed here now. With, that would be better. Like throw him in there with old man Mike Tyson. Well, wouldn't Mike Tyson knock Logan Paul out? But now, see, now I'm indulging this kind of stuff. Well, and then the, then the Tyson-Roy Jones thing was the same way. But I mean, I guess if you label something an exhibition, you're never going to see an exhibition like um, Thunder Lips and, 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 you know, and Rocky Balboa, right? That's what we're used to at exhibitions. Or we're used to Ivan Drago killing, um, you know, Apollo. It's not going to be that. We're <laughs> really going after each well, other. Well, that's what was terrible, right? Because you yes. know Creed showed up for an exhibition. Uh, so Drago exhibition. So Malintent. don't so don't charge fifty dollars if it's an exhibition. I don't know. I, I just hate it all. I hate it all. But I don't it's hate bad. Uh, I don't hate Go minus ahead. three. We're gonna have two of those this week, right? What do you got, check? You're goddamn right, and you're. Th I, I can see you're trying to wrap it up, so I'll allow it to happen here. Yes, Thank two you. two minus threes. We'll uh, continue, of course, to dig in on what's going down in that East Division. We'll see who emerges uh, between these Bs and Islanders, and if the Nets can keep their role. I I, I do think Nets Sixers. That's going to be a fun one. Uh, stylistic differences, Eastern Conference war. Upcoming in the meantime, we'll uh, see if Trey Young and company can mm. stop them. Well, Kibitz about all of it. Minus three.
All right. There you go. I should mention you can't lose them all. That's my book. I stopped promoting it because I was like, enough. I came up for air. But now Father's Day is coming up. Oh, yeah. I, I guess I should push it out a little bit. You can't lose them all. Barnes and Noble, uh, your local bookstores, or Amazon.com. Yeah, let Amazon make some money. For God's sakes, they're struggling. If you wake up in two weeks because their Amazon's not around anymore, you can blame yourself for not ordering. You can't lose them all. What do we have? Lemon Pepper Parlay coming up. The Betting Academy. That's going to be fun with Kendrick Perkins and Gina Paradiso. Against all odds, tomorrow. And we're going to do our Race to 10 Tuesday live on Twitter. We've won four in a row. Not even sure which game we're picking of the two. But uh, yes, it's very, very, very exciting. Shaq, you got to jump on with us uh, one of these weeks. Maybe I'd next love it. week. All right. I'd love it. Let's do it. And just a reminder to everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember... You're all my favorites.